on the next episode of Neighborhood Preppers, we're going to get into the neighborhood prepper mentality. Coming up next. Welcome, everyone, to Neighborhood Preppers. I'm Alton James, joined by the man himself, Mr. Bobby Riggs, Jr. Talk to him, buddy. Alton James, how you doing today? I'm well, man. Can't complain one Me bit. Me either, man. Me either, man. Neighborhood Prepper mentality. It's uh, something we've been building up towards. Uh, we wanted to get people in, get people on board, and and this is a big podcast. I, I think this is a really important podcast for us and, and for everybody out there listening. How about you? Absolutely. It's huge. We talked about thinking about what are the tenants that are going to really guide how we go about prepping? Because a lot of times we see that, you know, people get really selfish with prepping and it's all about just kind of protecting theirs and not really being open to other people. But we, really want to focus on being open to all people, protecting all people, making everyone feel welcome, thinking about what we can do, especially if, you know, really bad times do happen, whether that's for a personal thing, for an individual, or for, or it's for a community. And it's, it's all about protection, keeping everyone comfortable, safe, and feeling valued. So those are huge points. Exactly. And, you know, we do live in a world where you flip on your TV and, you know, the walking dead's on and, and, you know, people get this false sense of what, what an apocalypse really is. Right. And, and when you start talking about preppers and, you know, we, we talked about it before, there's always the prepper, you know, it's the person that lives in the middle of nowhere and, and has their own cows and their own chickens and has their, you know, bunker and their, you know, acres of garden and, and they just keep to themselves and, you know, if, if you're, if you're listening to these podcasts, there's a chance that you've come across some of those TV shows and, um, you know, the doomsday preppers and stuff. And, and they're, they're practicing all these things that, you know, is, is, some of them are good. I've learned a lot from some of those shows, but there's also a certain mentality is what's mine is mine and go find your own. And that was something that when we first started communicating and talking, I think that's where both of our like minds came together and and that's how we came up with neighborhood preppers is I I can't do this on my own. I can't. You know, taking care of my my wife and my kids and possibly my parents is there's a lot of responsibility when it comes to prepping. And you know, me and you joke all the time prepping isn't cheap, right? Sure is. <laughs> there's things you can do with household items, there's things you can get from the dollar store, but in the long run, it's, it's hard. You think about your, your weekly grocery bills and everything else, and it adds up fast when you're preparing for things. And it's far more easier if you have people. And, and quite frank is, I don't wanna live in a world without people. I don't wanna isolate myself away from the world, away from everybody, because that, that's not a world I wanna live in. I, I, I'm a people person, I love being around people. I couldn't imagine just saying, all right, you know what, forget my family, forget my friends, and, and I'm just going to, you know, if things do get bad, 
I'm just going to bug out and, and never talk to anybody again and live in the middle of the woods. Like that's not what I want. I want to survive as people. I want us to come together and that network when we started talking and, and it just clicked, you know, like you have, you have so many strengths in prepping and I've learned so much from you. And I know you've said the same thing about me and, and we've worked together and we, we bounce those things continuously off each other. You know, you have endless knowledge about certain things that I just don't understand. And I'm learning from you every single day. And it really, you know, I, I, I'm continuously lear learning from my friends who want to prep. I'm always the lo looking to still learn from my dad, you know, because he's a very handy person. I can learn anything from him. He's a, he's one of those guys that can do anything. He's a great fisherman. He's built houses. He, he can do plumbing. He can do electrical. And I'm always looking to learn. And you think about just in your subdivision, just in your neighborhood, in your city, how many things, how many people can you learn from? Can you build? And if you put together a stronger, a strong enough network of people, it pretty much makes it impossible to fail. And, and, you know, you talked about the, the points that we have and, and it really is, it's, is it something to build off of, find yourself, you know, people who you trust with the same thought process of you and then build from it. Go ahead and give us some of those tenants. So we developed five and I'm going to name all five now, but then we're going to go into each one in depth and specifically because we think each one can be unpacked at that level because it's really a lot that we thought about to put into these five, to get it down to five. And so the very first one is we value, protect, and secure all life. Taking life is only in extreme situations of self-defense where there is a direct lethal threat. And with animals, we only do that for food. So we're, we're not believers in hunting for sport. It's about doing things that are going to sustain us. Tenant number two, everyone has something to contribute. We value all of the different experiences individuals bring to the table. Doesn't matter if you're young, old, whatever the case may be, whatever your background is, everyone has something to contribute. Number three, we work hard and treat all people the way they want to be treated. Got to remember, prepping is on an individual level. People are going to prep differently. People have different needs. So we have to look out for the needs of individuals and groups. Number four, we are open-minded and always look to learn for ourselves and from others. And we always share what we know and learn. It's important. You know, Bobby and I have both been teachers. We know that getting knowledge is great, but if you don't share it, you're not helping anybody. And our last five, last but not least, we prepare for the worst while hoping for the best. Can't tell you, one. Yeah, can't tell you guys enough how gloom and doom a lot of prepper folks are. We're not about that. We're gonna do what we can to do to prepare, but we're not gonna sit here and, and look for the apocalypse to come. That's no fun. You know, and it's, it's, it's kind of sad and, you know, especially if you watch a lot of the shows and stuff about preppers and, and if you go online and read up and, you know, some of these prepper pages, like they've uprooted their families into places, you know, they're, they're making their kids 
you know, wake up at six in the morning and, and can foods and stuff like that. And, and, and me and you, like, we live in a subdivision. We, we have lives, we have kids who still attend school. And fortunately, we still live in a world where there's more people like us than there are people that are, you know, uprooted and, and everything. And so you do, like, if I allowed my prepping to scare me and like, I would never stop. Like I, I could prep all day and still feel like I'm unprepared. We'd be outside with shovels, <laughs> di- big di- digging bunkers. And I mean, we could, we would never end, but that's not a life. Like that's not, you still have to enjoy life. You still have to make time for friends and family. You still have to smile. You still have to be happy. I love that one. And when you, when you, when we started this neighborhood prepper and you made that like almost like our motto, I, I absolutely loved it. And that's an awesome one, man. I, I just, it's so great. Let's jump up at number one. I, I love how you worded this um, value, protect and secure all life, man. I hate the shoot first, ask question mentality, Terrible. you know, you know, and, and, and I, everybody has fears, right? Everybody has a fear of, you know, working so hard, especially if you're a prepper, you know how expensive it can be. You know how much time and effort you put in. And, and you know, we're, we saw it here in Michigan. There was shortages on shelves. I mean, we couldn't get toilet paper, you know, and it would be heartbreaking if somebody came and tried to take that from us, right? But we've talked about this. If somebody comes knocking and they're looking for help, I want to be the person that they can trust, that they can rely on to help them. I'm not going to just assume that they're bad people. If you start assuming that there's so many bad people in this world, what are we living for? Right? So when somebody comes looking for help, like I want to be the person that can help them. And I hate that so many people. And for those of you who are watching or listening, you've seen it on the prepper groups you know, what would you do if somebody, you know, that didn't prep came and tried to, and they're, Mm -hmm. oh, they're not getting in my door, you know, this is mine, they can't have this, and man, that breaks my heart, because anybody who's listening, anybody who wants to take care of their family, like, I want to help them, you know, and I know you're the same way. Absolutely. Now, what do you have to add to that? And the thing that I really have to add to that is, I can't believe, and I'm going to try to say this in a kind way, I don't, it just makes no sense that you think that you could push people away when they're desperate and think that something is not going to come back at you. Because eventually people are just going to see you as a target then. You're, you've you made yourself to be an enemy when you don't have to be. Exactly. And, you know, when we, when we see people as being others or different or they didn't prep and I prep so they don't have the right. It's just bad. And like you said, that's not the type of world we want to live in. Because at that point, if you don't have humanity, what's the point of living? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it makes us savages. It makes us no better than the animals and, and the dinosaurs and, and whatever it is. Because if you're not looking out for another person's life, especially somebody who is in need, who needs help. Now, now again, if, if you want to be part of my, my network, yeah, there's, you're going to have to follow some of these guidelines. We're going to have to work together. Everybody's going to have to pull their own weight. And, you know, you, you can't have, um, you know, 
negative mentality. You can't be there to hurt people and take what, you know, isn't being given, but, and you still have to follow the rules and everything else. But like, if you're there and, and you understand our guidelines that we have, our tenets that we have, and you're willing to do those things, like let's work together because you're going to provide me with a lot more than if I don't have you, you know, I, I mean, look at in the short time that we've, we've set up this network, what we've already gained from each other, you know, valuable. Exactly. Yeah. We, you can, nobody could ever take that from me. And so many people, and I do know there is a stigma with being a prepper, right? A lot of people don't like to tell them. And I see it all the time. Like, you know, don't tell people what you have because then they're going to want to take, no, let's work together. Let's build a network. Now I'm not going to post everything that I have out for the world to see, but like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to guide people in communication is key. You know, if we would have never started communicating, we wouldn't be sitting here today. That's right. Best, best friends, building a podcast, building a network, you know? So communication is, is what you're going to do. Now, the second part of, of that little uh, bullet point there is self-defense is the last resort. It, it is still an option. It is still there if somebody is threatening your life, right? Directly, directly, direct, threat. exactly. They are threatening you. They're threatening your kids. They're, you know, if, if I'm, I do not want to take a life because somebody stole a box of my preps, right? right? Like, is it going to suck? Yeah, it's going to be really depressing. And I'm going to have to find a way to overcome that, which is why I continuously prep, which is why I have stuff stored in different areas. But I don't, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to take somebody's life for stealing a bag of or even drugs. harm them. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to set them up. I want to make them feel welcome so that they don't have a reason to threaten me. But at the same time, again, I've, I've taught self-defense for a long time and uh, I'm a security officer. So there are things out there where I do know that there are reasons to protect. There are reasons it is my last resort. Even when I'm on my job, like I, I, I've never punched in as a security officer that, that is, you know, guarding multi-million dollar companies and stuff. I've never punched a clock with the mindset, you know, that I want to hurt somebody. That is the last thing I want to do. Exactly. I want to go home to my family and I want everybody to have the opportunity to go home to their family. I don't ever want to hurt nobody. I don't want to. Yeah, me neither. I know I can if I had to, but the last option that I'm going to have is taking somebody's life. And if you don't have a group of people that have the same mindset that is, hey, let's, let's be welcoming. Let's use our first, I mean, that's what separates us, right? We have that form of communication that no other living organism can can use, right? We have the, the strongest form of communication. That is our first line of defense. Let's communicate. Let's see where we're at and let's see if we can come up with an answer that helps us both. And if you don't have people in the same mindset as you, it, it can really, it can, it can turn ugly fast. And like you said, then you have nothing. Right. And, and, you know, to go even beyond people, one of the things that we talked about when we talked about this first point we included we include the environment when we're talking about value protect and secure all life 
because the environment obviously sustains us. It sustains the food that we eat. And when it comes to even thinking about how we get energy, one of the things that we both focus on looking at solar panels, looking at wind energy, looking at things that are sustainable, things that we're able to go back to. It's a well that we can go back to and we're not gonna harm the environment because we all have to kind of stay in balance with each other. And that's one of the reasons why we talked about if, if we're gonna hunt animals, it's gonna be because we're gonna be eating them. It's gonna be something that sustains us. I mean, life is just all energy. Are you going to break out into Elton John's circle of life? Man, you know what? That's what it is, though. It's, <laughs> it it's is. a circle, you know? I, 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 don't, I don't want to kill anything. I don't want to take the life of anything. Um, I have two boys. Um, they are the most amazing, caring, loving boys in the world. Um, my son was playing basketball one day, and we, we, we enforced this with our, our life, our, you know, he came home one day from school and he was crying because the little boy stepped on a frog on the playground. He was so upset. He couldn't understand why this little boy took that frog's life. Right. Now, is the world going to go on? Of course. Right. Is it, was it a traumatic moment for him? It was, we were outside playing basketball and this is a true story. He was dribbling the basketball. We were shooting hoops, having a good time. And he froze. And I was like, what's wrong, man? And he looked around. He's like, I don't even think about it. What if there's ants on the ground? Oh, wow. I'm like, what do you mean? And I was, he's like, well, I'm, I'm just dribbling the basketball and I don't want to hurt him. And I told him, I said, you know, there's a huge part of the circle of life. There's, there's things that are going to happen that are out of our control, but we're going to do our best. We're always going to do our best. And, and my kids have the most gentle soul. Um, I told the story in our last podcast, I had two little baby birds fell out of the trees in my backyard and you know, I, I had to call you up and get a ladder to put them back because my boys were, they weren't just going to let those baby birds lay there and die. And, and I knew that, you know, I had, to, I had to do my best. Like I had to. And so I went and put yeah. on the rubber gloves. Um, I was actually under the impression that uh, if a human came near the baby bird or whatever, that the mom would abandon them and everything. But I, I looked it up on Google and it said, if a uh, bird falls out of the nest, get it back into the nest immediately. Birds will not abandon. And so I did, I called you, I got a ladder and I put that, like, I don't, I don't want to see anything die. And yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there that enjoy hunting, um, you know, for sport. And, and I can't imagine what the adrenaline rush is, but there's just, no reason to just kill to kill to have a trophy now if you're eating it if you hunt and you got a deep freezer full of meats that's going to last you for a while i understand we we are humans we are carnivores you know we we do eat meat um but use it my my dad fishes you know and he there's certain fish that he does enjoy eating he keeps them he puts them in the cooler and and he lays them up and, and he can eat them but the fish that he doesn't he catches releases them back into the wild and and he's always been like that my whole life and that was something I learned my dad doesn't hunt um I've never really been a big hunter um it's just not something that I I feel like I have to do I know I could if I had to I have the equipment the gear and the training that if I had to go hunt I could um if we, if it does come to that I have friends that hunt um I know a couple of my friends that hunt that have actually showed interest in being on our podcast, Sweet. you know, and you know, it's awesome. And that's something that we will talk about some, at some point when we're talking about, you know, food storage and, and different options to get food and stuff down the road. But 
the people that I do know that hunt, all of them have the same mindset. They hunt because it gives them an opportunity to buy the food. And they all tell me the same thing. It's no difference than if they were to go to the grocery store and buy chicken. That's right. They, they have their stuff. And, and if you're using it for that, that's awesome. That, you know, it's just, it's just like us in our last episode talking about building our gardens. We're being self-sufficient. They're doing the same thing. But killing just the kill for sport, it's not our thing. And, and you do. You need to make sure that you have everybody on the same level in the same mindset. Right. You know? And you talked about how all of those individuals do things differently. They hunt for different reasons, which really kind of leads to our second tenet, which is everyone has something to contribute. We value all the different experiences individuals bring to the table. So with that being said, I do things that maybe are weaknesses and Bobby can supplement those. And I have some strengths and, I can help him with his weaknesses. So maybe, maybe let's, let's get into, you know, what, what do we think about when we think about everyone has something to bring to the table? Well, we all have our experiences in our life. Um, we've all, I mean, everybody's done something, right? Everybody and everybody's done something different. Um, you have a lot of different doctors, especially right now uh, during the pandemic, right? We're seeing a lot of different doctors have different answers to different things, different medications. Everybody's going to have different, even if they work on the same plane, they're going to have different ways to do things. One person might build something a different way. Even if they have the same end result, if one person knows how to do it with a different tool, it can get us to the same point, right? But they're using different tools. We might not have everything available to us at all times. And so it really is everybody can contribute something everybody. Um, me and you were both teachers, right? So we, we have that mindset. Just not everybody can be a teacher. Not everybody can reach certain people on a certain level. So if you can teach, you can teach. Certain people understand certain things. In one of our first podcasts, I talked about getting to know your neighbors and finding out who might be a nurse, right? That would be very, very, very uh, you know, good to have right. in your network. Um, maybe somebody's a dentist right? You're still going to get toothaches, right? If, if, if things, you know, imagine right now during this pandemic, when the doctors and the dentists and everything are closed and you can't get, what about somebody who's a hairstylist? I mean, you're, you're not really worried about it. No, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything. I, I, I cut it with the razor every day. Hair but goes down the drain. <laughs> imagine how many people, you know, and I mean, we, we, for, for goodness sakes, we saw a protest here about people not being able to get haircuts. I mean, they literally lined up on the Capitol's building because, you know, they were in support of the hairstylist. And, and it's little things like that that people can bring to the table. You have a group of people, if you're going through a pandemic and everything around you is shut down and you have somebody who's capable of cutting hair, they can help people. Everybody can bring something. Right. You have a garden. I have a garden. We communicated to make sure that we weren't growing too much of one thing and not enough of something together we're going to have well we have strawberries blueberries raspberries we now have two apple trees a green apple and a red apple we're looking into peaches pears right so when you when you communicate with each other and everybody can bring something new to the table you're going to have more and I mean, what are some of the things that, that you think are important that people can bring to the table? 
of course you have your electronics knowledge and um, your computers. Again, you, you set up, you help me get all of this set up. You are really good with all of that stuff. So what are other things that you think are important? You know, one of the things I think which has been most beautiful about the, the tragedy that COVID is when you look at all those videos from Italy and their musicians and artists on their balconies and they're playing music and doing art and that's just lifting the spirits of people. I mean, just think about in a crazy situation where the world is really, really messed up and you have different communities really trying to survive. An artist has value because people have to remain calm. They have to feel better. I mean, we have to really think about when we talk about everyone can contribute, literally everyone has value. Um, even if, you know, I think one of the things that's so funny, people Google and Gaga over babies, even though babies can't do anything for you. And why? Because it gives them like a sense of hope for the future. They know that things will kind of persist and go on after them. It gives them a, a sense of comfort and pride seeing babies. So literally everyone of all age and backgrounds and experiences, they have something to bring to the table and you just have to figure out what it is. And I think, you know, being former teachers, we're always teachers, but we always know that each student had something to bring to the table. And it was, it was about finding that and pulling that out of them so they could kind of feel a sense of, of gratitude and, and pride in themselves. Exactly. And, and, you know, for me, one thing when I first started, uh, when I got into prepping, um, you know, I've said it a couple of different times, I was an MMA fighter. Uh, I teach self-defense and security is I have that, that strength where I feel like I can be a leader. You know, I, I've, I, I still continuously coach people. I, I have my own MMA training business that, you know, I continuously coach people, some who just train, some who fight. I teach self-defense to people. I teach self-defense to women who have been abused in the past. And having that, you know, that mindset to, to go into sometimes difficult situations, um, you know, we touching on that, that first tenant that we talked about, I, I know if I had to, do what it took to protect the people that I care about, to protect the people around me and protect my loved ones. I know if I had to do that, I, I could do that. There's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable in that situation. And so that's something that I feel for me, I could bring to the table. I, I could be that person that is willing to do that, to, to kind of police an area. And I think what's also very positive about that is because I have the mindset of this is the last option. I'm not going to be trigger happy. I've had the training. I've had the extensive training. My, you know, we're required to have a certain amount of training time. I'm not going to panic, you know, in the heat of the moment and do something that I'm going to regret that's going to hurt other people. And so having that experience, I think is something that I can bring. I, I can, you know, be a security, a police, a, a, a mentor to guide and protect without stepping out of my boundaries, without doing something that could ultimately destroy our neighborhood prepping network. Because if you lose the trust in people, then people aren't going to, they're not going to want to work with you. And Absolutely. so that's something, that's something that, you know, 
while I, you know, I can open up this right here and show you the guns and the ammo and stuff like I'm confident with them that I could use them if I had to, but I'm also confident in my ability to make the decision if and when I do have to use them right. and make sure that I don't cross that line and lose that network that we have. And also, you know, just, just little things like when we first started talking about prepping, you know, I, I had some more food preps that, that you weren't, and now you're, I know you're going to catch up and probably run right past me once you get this dehydrator <laughs> and that, uh, that vacuum sealer. But, you know, if we, if, if something happened right now here today, um, you know, I, I do have a, quite a bit of food storage that I would be open to sharing with people who are bringing other things to the table. And one thing about, you know, that, that you bring to the table that you don't give you enough, yourself enough credit for is you are a go-getter. You think about something and you make it happen. And I love that because like we have these communications all the time. You know, we've brought it up multiple times that we, we talk on a daily basis and you're like, I have this idea. And then like two days later, you're like, all right, I completed my idea. <laughs> But now I got another one. I'm like, you completed it. You're like, yeah, I just ordered 20 ham radios. And I'm like, right. you did? And you're like, yeah, like you're a go-getter and you're a smart guy and you're always researching. And so you need that. Like you need somebody who can take that leadership role and, you know, just, just be that, be that voice that people are going to say, Hey, like this is going to work. And I think too many times when, you know, people are watching these TV shows, uh, you know, I always go back to uh, The Walking Dead because for some reason it's like a novelty for preppers because they see the end of the world and they see these people just walking across the world trying to survive. Right. And they follow this, this fearless leader because he's the guy that, that's not afraid of anything and he killed the most zombies. And like that's that's not the neighborhood prepper mentality. Like it's not about who pulled the trigger the fastest because there is no leader. We're all working together. We we're all working towards the same goal, which is humanity, right? Survival, being together, being a network. And it, it doesn't matter what differences we have, whether you're prepping for something that I'm not prepping for, we're all going to work for the same thing. And, and, and I love that you said value different experiences that people are going to bring to the table. There's going to be people that can bring stuff that I may not agree with and I may not understand, but I'm going to, I'm going to value that because if, and when the time comes that, that could be value, valuable information. And, and I love it. What else do you have to add to that? Um, Nothing really. I, That's my I just, favorite key point. Yeah, I just really think people have to be open to all those different things, which actually leads us into our third tenant, kind of, uh, yeah. which is we work hard and we treat all people the way they want to be treated. And the reason why that ties in is because, number one, when we do recognize that everyone has something to contribute, there's also a responsibility in ourselves that we really work hard because we know other people are relying on what we bring to the table. And the second part of that is we treat people the way that they want to be treated. We treat all people the way that they want to be treated. 
And one of the things that you brought up earlier, which really had my gears going, you know, people have different things that they need for themselves. For instance, if someone has some type of allergy or someone has some type of food restrictions or for any reason, you're going to need to be able to accommodate that. Right. You're going to need to be able to think about that with prepping. And if you're going to be my taking- dad's diabetic. Exactly. And that's something that I've added to my preps. Um, he was diagnosed almost two years ago and it, it has, it's, it's changed my prepping significantly, adding things that I know if, and when the time comes that I have to use these, I, I have options for him. Um, and I, I love, there's something, and, and I don't know if you did it on purpose, but there's something that you said in that tenant that I absolutely love. And I think it kind of erases the golden rule that we learned as a kid. And I think in 2020, I think this is very important. I think people need to listen. Go yeah. ahead and read that one time, one more time. And I want to erase I, something for people. Read I got it out you. loud again. I did do it on purpose. So the second half of that is treat all people the way that they want to be treated. And I love that because we grew up with the golden rule treat everybody as you want to be treated. But that's not fair because right. we all have different backgrounds. We all have different everything, the way we were raised. And, and you may be comfortable with something that I'm not. And, and this comes back to a lot of different things, beliefs, uh, the way we were raised. But it also, just like you said, is you know, I can't sit there and say, all right, guys, this is what's for dinner. We're eating it because this is all we got. Right. right. And it may be okay for me to sit down and, and crush a giant red steak. Right. But for somebody who may have heart issues or somebody who may be diabetic and, and can't, you have to treat them the way they want to be treated because things that might be okay for you might not be okay for me. And things that are okay for me might not be okay for you. And when you said that, a little light went off. And I was like, man, I should correct him because that's not the way the saying goes. Right. And then I reread it and I, and I knew you just had something up your sleeve. And that mm. hit me hard. And, and this is something that I actually already highlighted when we, we were talking about this neighborhood prepper mentality. And this is something that I'm going to take with me through my whole life. And this is something that I'm going to teach my kids. And, and when they come home from school and they're going over the rules that they had in class of, you know, treat everybody as you want to be treated. I'm going to tell them to go back and tell their teacher, you should tell them that they should treat everybody the way they want to be treated. Exactly. Because I can joke around with my closest friends. And, you know, when I see some of my best friends, I'm like, yo, what's up, dumbass? You know, and I yeah. high five. Because, like, that's what you do when you're buddy-buddy. But, like, right. I'm not walking up to a total stranger and saying, yo, what's up, dumbass? Like, you know, because that's not how they're used to it. And, you know, it's, it's one thing for me to talk to my friends the way I do. And it's another thing to talk to somebody else. And, and I'm, I'm going to teach my kids to talk to people with respect because that's what you do. And, you know, I, I love when I see your family outside and it's funny, you can see that we have that teacher mentality. So when I was a teacher um, at the school that I worked at, we called all the teachers by their first name. Okay. So it was Mr. I was Mr. Bobby. That's what my, you know, and so it's funny because like just out of habit, when I've talked to my kids, I was, hey, this is Mr. Elton. 
you know, mm-hmm. say hi. Right. And when you were talking to your son, it was, this is Mr. Riggs. And it's, it's, you know, it's just, again, it, we, we teach without, and, you know, we, we've discussed a lot of different things about just being clear what we're saying, you know, making sure that we're not stepping on anybody's toes, that we're not upsetting anybody. I don't want to isolate anybody as a neighborhood prepper. And I want people to work together within their network, within their, because we're all going to have different beliefs. We're all going to have, you know, different political backgrounds, different religions, different everything. I don't need to know that. Be a good person. Be a good person and be willing to, to follow these tenets and, and we're going to get along just fine. Absolutely. Right? Be a good person. And, and we can build. I, I mean, I absolutely love the way you wrote that. And that is one of those things that I'm going to take with me for probably the rest of my life. I'm glad, you know, and, and I hope that that resonates with everyone else. And because Bobby is open-minded, he was able to take that in, which is actually our fourth tenant. Yes. And our fourth tenant is we are open-minded and always look to learn for ourselves and from others. And we always share what we know and learn because if if this is just kind of basic, I mean, it goes back to us being teachers at heart, but if you learn something and you don't share it, that doesn't benefit anybody. And we're here for the benefit of others and being open-minded is so key. We always want to look at things objectively. We want to always consider, uh, the different nuances of situations. And when we learn for ourselves and we're always looking to learn, and I tell you again, how much I learn from you all the time. And you say the same thing, but we're constantly researching. I'll research something. I'll find something. I'll send you an article. I'll send you some information, some data on something. And you do the same thing all the time because at the end of the day, if I learned something and let's say something did happen, and I didn't share that knowledge, and then you weren't able to you know, help my family or help someone else around us with that information, then, then basically I learned that for nothing. And, you know, things really do come full circle. And, and if you go back all the way up to this number one up here where we were talking about, um, you know, securing everything in their life, and, and we talked in, in an extent about, you know, that mentality where if I prepped and you're coming to take my stuff, I'm just going to pull the trigger and get – well, you come down here to learn from each other, open mind and share the knowledge. If I had shared the knowledge with more people about my fears and, and about prepping and, and, and talked about it, not being embarrassed to say, hey, I'm preparing for certain things. I think you should look into it too. Then maybe more people get involved in your network. Maybe, maybe more people start prepping, especially those in your neighborhood and your neighbors and stuff. And, and guess what? When you have more people prepping, there's going to be less people that are left out in the cold with nothing willing to come knock on your door and try to take everything. So, you know, we come full circle. If, if, I, if I have a legit fear that I'm prepping for and I'm trying to do my best to make sure I have stockpiles of food and, and all this other stuff, and I'm not sharing why I'm doing that with other people, well, basically, I'm, I'm not giving them a chance to do it. Maybe they don't understand. Maybe they have never thought that clear, like, hey, maybe I should be. Well, now we, we've had a real huge rude awakening where there's going to be a lot of people jumping on 
but there's going to be a lot of people that are just now getting into prepping and they may not know what to do and they may run out to the store and say, okay, I'm going to buy, uh, all this eggs and all this milk because that's what my family eats. And then, and then they have spoiled eggs and milk. We got to teach each other. Right. And, and you've learned, like you said, you've learned so much from me when I've talked about my, my food preps, um, and, and different things. And I've learned so much from you talking about the things that, you know, I mean, you've got me in a whole new category with things that I'm looking at, um, Faraday cages and stuff and all these things that we're going to, you know, dive into in later things. But like, I've learned so much that I want to get into that I never, never would have even considered prepping if it wasn't for you. And so, you know, on top of thanking you for all of that, that's exactly what we want to do. And what's awesome is when you teach me something, I immediately turn around and I'm, I'm telling my father about these things and I'm telling my best friends who I know are into this, you know, Hey, uh, Elton got this cool article, check this out. And then I forward it to them. So now you learn something, you pass it along to me, I'm passing along to people and we're just making our network stronger and better and more intelligent with more knowledge. And there's no reason for anybody to ever stop learning ever. Absolutely. And I mean, anything else you have to add to that? Other, yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what you really described is the multiplier effect. I mean, when we take what we know and we, we pass it along, you know, un, you know, you think about what we're going through now, COVID, it's a pandemic. And you look at that parabolic curve of infection rate, it's because it just exponentially grows when you have more exposure to something. And so if more people are exposed to particular pieces of knowledge, just the better off it is for everyone. Uh, it's crazy. You mentioned the whole thing about kind of quelling people's fears if something happened and how great it would be if everybody was open-minded looking to learn and not seeing somebody as a threat immediately. My like utopian vision if something happened right now was that our entire subdivision would kind of like barricade itself and would like welcome people in and, and find places to shelter and make sure everyone was taken care of, you know, but that would take people being open-minded right, and looking to learn from the people around them and the people that they would eventually meet. And if you follow the three tenets before that, you're going to value and protect and respect those people and look to secure them. And you're going to know that they have something to contribute. And as long as you work hard, you're going to inspire them to work hard and you treat them the way that they want to be treated. They're going to respect you and value you even more. So all the the tenets really build upon each other. And it's, it's really just a beautiful thing. And it's a multiplier effect through the tenets and it's a multiplier effect when we share what we learn and know it's just and it's it's going to make your community and your network that much stronger when you you know when you go to a person and you share you know i mean when you learn something right it be it's it's an intimate moment with yourself you just put yes. knowledge into your body and and it's so powerful and it could be something little but when you share that with somebody like, hey, I just learned this that's going to make me a better person, and I'm, I'm sharing this with you. 
Like there's, there's, there's nothing stronger than that. This could save my life. This could make my life easier. This could make my life better. And it's yours. Here it is. Right. And there's no better feeling than when, you know, the, when I, when I look down and I got those messages from you and it's like, Hey, you know, I, I just, I just learned this, man. This is so awesome. You, you shared something. Uh, and I know that you want to dive into it in an episode, but you got that dehumidifier. Yes. And that was something that was never on the top of my mind. Like I, I just didn't, it wasn't something that was like, this is something that I need as a prepper. And you shared that with me and it, you know, it got my ball roll. And, and so what did I do? I immediately <laughs> took the, the knowledge that you gave me and I started to look up and within like a few hours, I messaged you back and I said, Hey, make sure you add coffee filters. And remember, if you do get that water, you're going to have to boil it. And you're like already on top of it, you know, like, so it is like, you may have an idea, but there may be something that you can add to it that you overlook. There may be a safety precaution and whatever it is. And if, and if you're going to keep that knowledge all to yourself, like it's mine, it's mine, man, like you're missing out on an opportunity to share and make the people around you better which again, right back up to number one, we, we want everybody to feel that they're, they're welcome. You know, I don't, I don't want to have to stand there and threaten people. And, and there's no better way to make somebody feel welcomed into your network, into your, your life than to share knowledge. And, and I love that. And that takes us right to number, number five. five, my favorite. It's so funny. Everyone's your favorite, Bobby. <laughs> I, I, I just love this stuff, man. But I, I love the wording of this, which is why we've kind of made this our motto. Go ahead. Tell them Absolutely. what it is. Number five is we prepare for the worst while hoping for the best. Huge, huge, huge. Because we, we see all the time a lot of other prepper mentalities really is just – it's almost like they're – they're excited about the apocalypse coming. <laughs> They're yeah. just like, we just want everything to fall apart so we can show everything that we know, but it's just a terrible way to live. We, you know, we want to still live. We still want to vacation and have barbecues with friends and family and uh, go out to the movies and just live life. Um, and if you're always just doom and gloom and I got to prep, I got to prep, I got to prep, then you don't live. And then you've kind of spent your whole life and you wasted it. So we're, we're looking to make sure if, whether it's a personal tragedy or it's a family tragedy or a community tragedy, a countrywide tragedy or a global tragedy, that we're still living life. So we're going to prepare for those things and we want to make sure that we can value, protect, and secure all life while we're doing it. But we're going to hope for the best. We're going we're gonna to keep on chugging. We're going to be, you know, the smiling, happy people that you guys always see. And we're going to be looking out for each other. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's, and I, I know there's a lot of, a lot of people have a sense of humor and a lot of people are joking, but I did see the joke a lot. Like, you know, people are like, this isn't the, you know, apocalypse I was waiting for. I wanted zombies or, you know, like I wanted it. And it's, I, I get that there's, there's a joke with it all. And, you know, I probably made a couple jokes too. Um, and it has been kind of cool to use some of my preps. I'm not going to lie to actually open up the cabinet and pull out stuff that I've prepped, but the reality is, is this is, this is part of my life and I'm, I'm doing it as an add-on to my life, right? This hasn't taken over and become my life, 
this is just an added part of my life. And, and I told the story about me over here doing my food preps and everything like that and, and looking to my left over there and, and seeing my boys play, you know, and uh, I had my family out doing the garden with me, you know, like I'm, I'm making memories the same time I'm doing this. And, you know, I don't, I don't want the world to come to an end. I think there's a lot of scary things that can happen in this world. You know, we're seeing just a small sample of something that could happen with a sickness that is, you know, taken over and, and, and really, you know, made a lot of people sick. And unfortunately we we lost a lot of lives. And this is, this is something that I think was a huge eye opener for a lot of people, but you need to prep. You need to prep. You need to get a get home safe bag. You need to have a plan, but don't get so wrapped up into it and, and, and don't hope for it. Like, I love when you just said, you know, hope for the best. I hope that tomorrow, you know, we wake up and we find out that COVID-19 has been cured and it's gone. Like, I don't want this to keep going. I'm prepared exactly. if it does, but I don't want my parents to catch this. I don't, I don't want my family to catch it. I don't want you to catch it. I don't want anybody in our neighborhood to catch us. I don't want this to keep going, but I'm prepared. I, I have the necessities that I need if it does to continue. And if a second wave does come back, I'm ready for it. I'm prepared for it. Doesn't mean just by saying that I'm prepared if a second wave comes, doesn't mean that I'm saying I want a second wave to come. Exactly. It's two totally different things. And, and I always want to keep a positive outlook on life. I always want to believe that there's more good than there is bad. I always want to have something to look forward to. I always want the sun to shine the next day for everybody. And I just, I just want, I want the world to be a happy place and I want people to be happy and people to be connected, willing to work together, willing to build this neighborhood prepper mentality and willing to say hi to your neighbor because you never know what kind of friendship you're going to build. And even if you don't become a prepper with your neighbor, make that relationship, make a new friend, say hi, because you can't look at the world as a doom and gloom because it's just going to, it's going to just going to make you depressed. It's going to make you sad. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you talked about, just a second ago you said you know we don't want to look for the world to end but as a neighborhood prepper the tenants that we put forth we kind of want the world to end as it is now we want to change the world because we want people to value one another and protect one another and we want everyone to respect everyone enough to know that they have something to contribute like all um perspectives and backgrounds and life is valuable and and we and we need you because without it we're not a connected community anymore and um you know one of my one of my favorite quotes is uh if we don't hang together we'll hang separately and so we, we've gotta we've gotta be there for one another and and work hard for each other and treat all people the way that they want to be treated and be open-minded and and keep prepping and all those tenants build on one another and when we do that, we really change things. And one of the pieces that you mentioned was the, the, the dehumidifier. And 
what the heck would make you think about that? And what's so funny, you know what the heck, you know what I got that from? What? I play this game that's all about uh, humanity going to Mars and trying to survive there. I play this game. And uh, one of the things that they have on there is, is a piece of technology called a moisture evaporator, which is, you know, if you watch Star Wars, they talk about that in the, the, the old Star Wars. And I was like, wait a minute, that's right. There's, there's water right in the air. Why couldn't I just get it from the air? And I was like, wait a minute, a dehumidifier does that. So I said, that would be a great prep because one of the things I thought about was, man, water is one of the biggest security things we could have. If, you know, my focus has been tech and if the grid goes down, we don't have power. I want to have power. I want to be able to get water because I know if I can get water, I can get water to your garden and I can get water to to my garden because that's going to help us all. And so it's, it really just comes full circle about us looking out for each other and thinking about how we can complement and supplement the things that uh, one another lacks. And so, and I love that as soon as you had all of this roll in, one of your first things that you did was you messaged me and got me on board. And why, why have we not thought about this? Yeah. I don't know, man. And then, you know, and then my gears got going and I started looking and, and we just keep building. And that's, what's so awesome about having this neighborhood prepping mentality about finding somebody who has, you know, the same interest as you, and it may not be prepping, but it's going to be whatever it is that you find to connect and, and again, it's so awesome because, you know, there's a lot of people that probably look outside of their window and they see another house, right? You have potentially somebody, a friend right there, like, like a stone throw away. And, and you've said it a hundred times. If something does happen, that's, that's your first line. Like that's your first communication. If the phone lines st- suddenly stopped working, you're right there. And I mean, th- what's so awesome about this since I've moved here a couple, uh, four years ago almost is not only did I get an awesome neighbor, but not only did I get a good friend, not only did I get somebody that I can prep with and somebody that I can do a podcast with, but <laughs> I got a best friend. Like yeah. I got family. Like I, I look over that fence. I, I see your beautiful family. I love your family. I love your son. He's, Likewise, he's man. awesome. And, and I love that you look over and I love that my boys say hi to you. And I love that you say hi to them. And, and I love that, you know, we share birthday cake over the fence. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just, I love that in, in four short years, I've built a relationship with you that is never ending. Like this is, doesn't end. If, If God forbid something happens and, and one of us has to put a for sale sign on our house, like, you're my brother for life now. That's man. right. Like, you Absolutely. Know, and, and I've made a friend and, you know, some people take that for granted, but people are everything, man. And really without people, without, without passion, without love, what do we got? What do we got to live for? Nothing. And that's Absolutely what separates nothing. us. And, and I'm just, I'm so happy that there's people out there. Um, our, our Facebook page is growing. I mean, every day. I, I log on and I see new likes and, and, and I love it because it just, it reminds me that there's other people out there that are watching this that like what we have to say. And, 
I, I really think this is going to be a big podcast for us. I think we're going to reach out. We're going to touch a lot of people. And, and I really think once this one's live, I, I think we're going to get a lot of people following us because they're going to realize that this is real life. Like this Absolutely. is real life and anybody can do this. And all it takes sometimes is just a knock on the door because that's all it took for us. And, and here we are four years later. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> making a podcast, building a network. And, and I'm super thankful for you. I'm super thankful for everybody that's following the ne neighborhood preppers and just keep being good people and keep, you know, following these tenants. If you have other ideas, add them, you know, we, we wanted to make five strong, you know, bullet points that to really lock in on to give you guidelines. But of course there's going to be other things that you guys want to add and everything. And, and let us know. And if you have a network of people lined up that you're already doing something like this with, tell us about it. Tell us about the guidelines that you guys have set in place. Do you already have it set up where one person grows a garden, the other person knows how to can? Are you guys exchanging? Are you guys bartering already? Because, you know, man, it's just, it's such a cool process to see just changing hands and trading things over the fence. Absolutely. And, um, the, I mean, you, you couldn't have said it any better than that. That's just, that's just the mentality right there. Yeah. Making friends and building networks, man, do what you do and take us out. So before we close out, just a reminder, not only do we have a Facebook page for neighborhood preppers, but we have a Facebook group. And so we want everyone to go there, interact, share, connect, you know, we've got people and we want to reach people all across the world, obviously. Uh, but whether it's our local county or stretching out, find the people around you, figure out how you can help one another, support one another and, and grow the community and grow the network and share in the tenants in which we believe. So with that being said, this has been Neighborhood Preppers with Alton James and Mr. Bobby Riggs Jr. himself. Thank you for listening and watching and we will see you next time. Have a good one, guys. See you.